Farming officers, listen. If you want me to leave, you know, you can't be cooking the way you do, you can't be looking the way you do. You're causing problems. So you need to make some changes if you want me out. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the night shift of DJ Chemistry Real Talk. To close out the night shift week. Inviting you to call a friend, tell a friend, friends of your friends, friends of your enemies, enemies of your friends and your enemies too because we're not leaving them out, everybody is on board. I want to say thank you to my affiliates and those locked in all over, those on TuneIn Radio on the night shift with DJ Kevin Stew, big ups to you. NIE Radio, much love, the motivator. Maybe you can catch the motivator on Thursday nights and Saturday mornings. Big ups to those on the Foundation Radio Network, ClintonLindsay.com Welcome, welcome, welcome Those locked in on PEMGTV.com How are you doing? How is the vibes with you? Those on CR7 Radio Much love. Thank you for the support. Because you know, I can't do it without you. Those unlocked in on KevinStew.com where you're. Listen, you guys on KevinStew.com, you. I, I, I have no words. Thank you for the support. KevinStew.com is where you're encouraged to have acceptance through enlightenment. It's the home of the night shift with DJ Kevin Stew. If you're not familiar with it yet, get familiar with it now. And remember, the podcast is available on the Night Shift with DJ Kevin Stew on all your plat- podcast platforms. Wherever it is you listen to your podcast, you can catch the Night Shift with DJ Kevin Stew. Of course, you can watch the rebroadcast on YouTube. The channel is, is the same name, the Night Shift with DJ Kevin Stew. You see? Everywhere. I want to say thank you to my segment sponsor, Paul C Media Group. They take care of your videography, your photography, your streaming, and your ads. And being in the moment is priceless. Get them a call. They can take care of everything that you see right here on KevinStew.com and more. We have a church service, a wedding, a funeral, a service, uh, a graduation, a party. You want to stream it live on a secure platform? Call them 754-999-1140. That's 754-999-1140. Or check them out online, pulseemg.com. Tell them DJ Kevin Stew sent you. Farmer up says, stop hooking me. Don't cook that way. Don't look that way. Don't walk that way. Don't talk that way. As a matter of fact, stop existing the way you exist. No. <laughs> I 
Uh, apparently, everything that is done is done to hook the man. Why are you hooking the man, lady? Let him go. You want him to go? Let him go. Stop cooking like that. Stop looking like that. Because you're causing problems. Ah, oh, boy. Now, <laughs> apparently, it doesn't take much to cause problems in, with some people. Because your mere existence is to them a signal that you are connected. What are we talking about? Well, for those of you just joining us, you haven't missed anything yet. It's just the introduction. Well, welcome to Real Talk. And tonight, we're looking at a subject that I'm pretty sure a lot of people are not familiar with. Leave it to me to find them. It's the subject of limerence. Yeah, limerence. You heard me. Not familiar with it? Well, you're going to get familiar with it tonight. So... Then, simply, uh, well, I guess the logical place to start would be to ask the question, what is limerence? It is, according to livingwithlimerence.com, yeah, there's a whole website for it. Limerence is a mental state of profound romantic infatuation. First defined in the 1970s by the psychologist Dorothy, Dorothy Tenov, it is characterized by an initial period of elation and intense emotional arousal that can progress to an involuntary, obsessive craving for another person. And I guess that's the important part right there, that it is involuntary. Now, limerence is not a widely known concept. In, in a, in a non-entirely scientific poll, um, which is... <laughs> about 0% of a peer group um, had heard of the term. I'll, everybody that I've, I've mentioned it to, with the exception of one person that I can think of, has not heard of limerence. And I asked, how did you know about limerence? And, and they said, you know, I, I have a friend who mentioned it. And that is how I heard about it. So, it's, it's good to give a clear definition of what limerence is. And we're going to see if we can cover that tonight, along with some other things. Limerence was coined as a term and concept by Dorothy Tenov in her 1979 book, Love and Limerence, and emerged from her study of romantic love. Now, the book, uses love in the title twice, which is really interesting. Love and limerence, the experience of being in love. This mostly took the form of interviews and questionnaires in which Tenov noted a number of consistent traits among many individuals who described their experiences of being in love. She created the term limerence to classify this common experience. I don't know what she used to create the term, but she created the term. The defining features, paraphrasing a bit, are frequent intrusive thoughts about the limerent object, the LO for short, who is a potential sexual partner. Potential. 
an acute need for reciprocation of equally long, equally strong feeling. Exaggerated dependency of mood on the limerent object, the elo's actions. Elation when sensing reciprocation. Devastation when sensing disinterest. Not even being told, but sensing it. Inability to react limerently to more than one person at a time. Fleeting relief from unrequited... Where am I? I'm sorry. Fleeting relief from unrequited feeling through vivid fantasy about reciprocation by the LO. Insecurity or shyness when in the presence of the LO, the limerick op- limerent object, often manifesting in overt physical discomfort. So there could be some sweating, some heart racing, stuttering, things of that nature, you know? That, that, that nervousness that you get when that person is around, that person. An aching sensation in the heart when uncertainty is strong. A general intensity of feeling that leaves other concerns in the background. You know, that feeling. A remarkable ability to emphasize the positive features of the limerent object and minimize or empathize with the negative. And there is also a desire for exclusivity. Now, interestingly, when describing these traits to the same people that was queried about it as a term, the responses seem to split into general camps. One says, that's just love. You don't need a special word for that. And another says, don't be silly. Nobody feels like that. It's childish. Now, this, of course, fits with Tenov's core thesis that people can be understood as fundamentally different in their experience of love, as limerence and non-limerence. So, many adolescents go through a period of over-romanticizing other people as they develop their sexual identity. Bouts of puppy love come and go and usually give way to a more realistic attitude toward actual romantic partners, superseding daydream fantasies about unattainable celebrities. Could Limerence just be an adult crush, maybe? While there are certainly elements in common, crushes tend to come and go with little lasting psychological impact. In contrast... Limerence is distinguished by the involuntary and debilitating nature of the experience once it has taken hold. The writer goes on to say, you know, I think this is most readily understood in the case of intrusive thoughts. Oh, I daydream all the time about them. This doesn't really get close to invasive, relentless, and compulsive nature of limerent rumination. Um, You cannot turn it off. You can't read a book because every other sentence triggers a thought. 
that bridges back to them. And that's it. Concentration out the window. Impossible. You can't listen to music because all songs are about them. You can't seem to have a conversation with someone else about finding yourself without finding yourself mentioning them in relation to whatever. They become the central force of gravity in your life. A black hole of attraction. I was talking with a friend of mine about that and she said to me, hey, that describes just about every relationship I've had. I'm like, you know what? We're going to get you some new friends. <laughs> We're going to go. I'm going to be your wingman. We're going to get you so we got you hooked up with somebody that we're going to do some. <laughs> um, yeah, it sounds awful, but that's the other weird feature. Certainly not at first, but mutual limerence experienced by two individuals free to express their feelings is surprisingly blissful. The ecstatic union described by Simone de Beauvoir and inspiration for um, unaccountable numbers of poems and songs. Even in times of uncertainty or adversity, the sensation of limerence can be highly pleasurable in itself. The rush of excitement and the perce perception of mutual attraction the thrill of power and hope when you make your L.O. laugh. Yes, that's when it becomes L.O.L. -L. <laughs> uh, the intoxicating sense of buoyancy when in the presence of a happy, limerent object. It's incredibly rewarding. It does sound like love, though, doesn't it? Kind of. Yeah. I think so. 773-789 still gets you in touch. 773-789-7839. You can call, you can text, you can WhatsApp, you can telegram. Of course, you can jump into the stewpot on kevinstew.com. What is the stewpot, you might ask? Well, it's where we keep things interactive and bubbling. Others call it a chat room, but because we're fancy on kevinstew.com, it's the stewpot. Come on in. It's interactive. It's a judgment-free zone. You don't have to register for anything. You don't have to sign up. You just go to kevinstew.com and boom, you're there. You can comment. You can change your name if you want to. You can remain anonymous. Simple things. Intoxication is the pretty much the best word to capture the sensation overload that comes with limerence. Love intoxication. It's, a, it's as though you've become addicted to this other person. It's this NRE, this new relationship energy. But I think the difference is with new relationship energy, you're actually in a relationship. It's not the thought of a relationship. So both parties are all parties involved, whichever way you, you, you work it. They know where they're at and they have this energy. Just like a junkie, limerence indulge themselves whenever they get a chance. 
they, they, they think, good, a moment alone, I can have a nice fantasy about this person. They're a limerent object. I normally take that route home, but if I take this small diversion in completely the opposite direction, I may just happen to bump into. I better just text hello about this important bit of trivia. And wait. And there it is. Yes, they've responded. I'm in. But like any other addiction, after a while, the exquisite spike of pleasure can devolve into a habit. And then a craving. And then an impediment to the proper healthy sources of happiness and fulfillment in life. That's when it starts spiraling out of control. That's when you're in that moment and you're thinking to yourself, Self, is this the moment I'm supposed to be in for real? What's going on here? This person is consuming me. There's nothing else that really matters. It's just them. But why are they not doing what they're supposed to do to make this right? Why aren't they calling me like I'm calling them? Why aren't they messaging me like I'm messaging them? Why aren't they? Why aren't they? Why aren't they? But, oh, they must be busy. I know. I've had that situation before. Have you? On the principle that the blissed out mutual limerents are too distracted to bother with reading a bit of information on limerence. There are some that take the time out to figure out where they're at because it's not that fun a place. It can be a little bit scary. So, when you come across something like this, you have to wonder, where does this begin? Is there a time period that it lasts for? Uh, you know, what, what is going on to, to, to make this happen? One of the defining features of, of, of limerence is actually the tendency... So idealize your limerent object. You know, it's kind of like they can do nothing wrong. They seem special with a capital S. Special. <laughs> the whole word is capitalized. Different from ordinary people. Extraordinary in their attractiveness. Uncanny in their magnetic appeal. You just can't get enough. Limerent idealization is a complex thing. It isn't that the limerent is completely blind to the flaws of their limerent object. No. It's just that those flaws somehow don't matter. They could be the worst person. They could treat them the worst way. They probably find an excuse. Limerent objects could be callous, self-centered, rude to shop workers, unhygienic, promiscuous, unreliable, dishonest, crude, 
the list goes on. Those flaws somehow get mentally erased from your internal picture of them or perhaps overpowered by the euphoria of excitement about how they make you feel. It's as though the light that they shine with is so bright you can't really see into the shadows clearly. Even though you know there are things lurking in the background. It's like they don't matter. Because you can't see them, they're not there. Perhaps a better term for this would be flaw minimization or optimization. You know the flaws exist, but for some reason, they don't emotionally register. If there's blindness, it is willful blindness. You don't want to see it. You don't care to see it. So you avoid it at all costs. The neuroscience underlying this phenomenon is, is hard to understand. It seems as though cognition does not trigger the usual emotional response. Cognition being the ability to perceive and process the sensory evidence of the flaws. So it doesn't trigger an emotional response. As though the communication between your executive and your emotional center is, is muted or drowned out by the clamor of reward seeking. And you know we are all pleasure junkies, right? So, in the endless pursuit of this pleasure, what then? What is it that we're running into? Because things can get even murkier. What if the flaws that we willfully ignore can get tangled up in the subconscious and actually make the limerent object even more attractive? What if those flaws are so titillating, tantalizing, and stimulating? What if? So, you know, they talk about the uh, good girls loving bad boys kind of a thing. You know, the, the lure of the bad boy. And that comes about because they tend to be exciting. And we know that bad girls are trouble. But it's intoxicating. The psychoanalysts would have a field day with this. You know, why transgression can be attractive. Why we are drawn, by, drawn to risk. Why the forbidden fruit is more appealing. Libido is an enigma. It's a mystery. Why can we be limerent for someone who apparently contra contravenes our moral or philosophical principles? They go against everything you stand for, but yet still you're just drawn to them. Why do opposites attract? Are we insecure in our own beliefs or just pervasively or, or well, perversely? Because when you, when, you, when you really think about it, it's like the moth to the flame. You know they're not going to survive it. But they're so drawn. 
you know the 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 the, the movie you've got mail you might not think it's the most obvious source of philosophical enlightenment but that's only because you underestimate the skill set of <laughs> director Nora Ephron so those of you that remember you've got mail the setup for the scene is that two characters Kathleen and Frank have been a couple for some time and have settled into a complacent routine. Frank is a left-wing journalist and with socialist political views. Kathleen is, an, is apolitical and runs a bookshop. And for the sake of the plot, the characters have to separate. But it also has to play out amicably. So, as to not lose our sympathies as viewers, the breakup kind of happens like this. Kathleen says, is she a Republican? And Frank says, well, I, I just can't help myself. Partly because, and, and, and this, this is really loved, in part because of how Greg Kinnear's delivery is great, but also because it highlights the gulf between who we think we should like and who we actually are drawn to. You ever think about or end up in that little bit of a dilemma this is the person that you are supposed to like but this person over here on the opposite side of the spectrum this is where all your attention is this is where you're drawn to this is where you you you, you get all sucked in and just paralyzed we have a curious kind of nested phenomenon at one level, we minimize limerent objects' flaws. But on another level, maybe those flaws are a part of what causes the glimmer in us. Maybe instead of idealizing away the poor character of our limerent object, we are f actually falsifying our own preferences, lying to ourselves about what we really want at a, on a subconscious level. really could be it so are there consequences to that well <laughs> we'll see we're gonna take a quick little break and during that break we're gonna say goodbye to facebook live for the last time this week um come on over to kevinstew.com for the remainder of the broadcast use the link it's pinned in the description so you don't even have to go far. You don't have to remember the name. But for those of you that are listening in and want to participate by chatting in the stew pot, adding some spice to the broadcast, it is kevinstew.com. Kevin, K-E-V-I-N-S-T-E-W.com. Real simple. You don't have to sign up. You don't have to register. You don't have to do anything but just go to the site and then boom you're in the stew pot you can participate facebook live much love to you um we'll do this again uh, well we'll do it on saturday in in the saturday stew on reggae global radio i'll pop in do another uh, a segment um of the broadcast that's my music broadcast for those of you who don't know but um for now this is where we take a break
Thank you, Pulse Media, for sponsoring this first segment. When we come back, we talk some more. We look at some of the, the, the long-term consequences that's, that are associated with, with limerence. All right? We'll be right back. Pulse Media Group, innovative streaming and recording, has done it again. A new way to get your business in full view of your neighborhood consumer through AdShare TV. It's available in your neighborhood today. It's easy. Just call us. 754-999-6020. Become a host today and place a TV monitor in a strategic location so it's easy to see. Get a one-minute video ad or longer that plays anywhere in our network. Can't be a host? No problem. For a few dollars, we'll run your 30-second video ad. A host can run announcement specials like buy one get one free or discount ads. Let's turn your flyers into a 30 second video with music or a voiceover or let us create and run your video ad with a spokesperson. Take advantage of our early enrollment discount. Join us today. Your ad will be seen at least 30 times per day in your AdShare TV neighborhood. It's easy. Just call us 754-999-6020. AdShare TV, part of Pulsing Media Group. an entire village to raise a child. Hello, I'm Paul Campbell, here to talk about Palace. Peace and Love Academic Scholarship. This nonprofit group supports students facing serious obstacles from entering or continuing their studies, not because the grades are failing, but due to the lack of financial support. Over the past eight years, Palace has awarded 600 scholarships valued at approximately 50.3 million Jamaican dollars or 415,000 US dollars. Together, we must build a better future for our children. Please visit www.palace1.org and make your donation to brighten the future of a deserving child. Palace Preserving young minds for posterity. Imagine having our own Caribbean center. Imagine a museum highlighting our history and the contributions of Caribbean people to the world. Imagine being able to visit and learn about the islands we call home in a place where our kids can see and feel their cultural heritage. You can make this vision come to life. Help us create this first-of-its-kind space that all Caribbean people can be proud of. Your contribution to Island Space Caribbean Museum will help this dream come true. Visit islandspacefl.org slash GoFundMe. Visit islandspacefl.org slash GoFundMe. Visit islandspacefl.org slash GoFundMe and donate today. Yes, my people. Check out I Red Funks on Reggae Global Radio. Every Saturday at 8 p.m. with Kev Stew, where I'll give you a pre-life. Brand new! Good for you! Kick it like a ball if you don't see a dance song. You hear that? It's Christine representing for DJ Kevin. You see me, I say, I don't know the boss. You see me, I say, 
DJ Kevin's two and a night shift radio show. Yo, it thing at the thing, turn up the thing loud. Whoa, DJ Kevin's two at the heart of a champion. Never underestimate, just choose him. The silver line behind the dark clouds. DJ Kevin's two believe him, and that's no doubt. Sell out the night shift radio show, Christine. Just a heart to talk. Loud, kill the beast. Roses by bottles of champagne Your favorite, I'm great at keeping up promise Roll letters, ten pages to tell ya I'm in it, I wanna stay And I'll show you in every way I'll say it And you'll know it the sound of Royce. If I love you, you would know. Because you'll be able to see it even if you're blind. Trust and believe, you can't miss it. Welcome back to the broadcast. It's Real Talk. Right here on the night shift with DJ Kevin Stew. I want to say thank you to my segment sponsor, Althea and her healing heavenly hands. Althea SU is a licensed massage therapist operating out of Broad County, North Miami Dade, and South Palm Beach counties. She comes to you bringing her table, her oils, and over 20 years' experience with her healing heavenly hands. Give her a call, 954 655 9000. That's 954 655 or email her at theolata at att.net. That's T-H-E-A-L-A-T-E-R at att.net. Outside of paying her, she only has one request that you get off her table and go sleep somewhere else when she's done. Because if you're anything like me, you will fall asleep. As a matter of fact, you don't even have to be like me. The way she puts those hands to work, you're out. <laughs> I don't know what drugs she has in those hands, but yeah, you're out. So, if you're just joining us, welcome back. Um, welcome, welcome back to those who were was you guys who were with us from before. Um, big up to my cousin out of Jamaica, Sharon. Welcome. Uh, all those listening in from wherever you are, um, 11.53, much love to you. Blessings. How is the weather down there in Kingston? Tonight's topic is limerence. Many of you have never heard of it. Many of you can associate or relate to what it is described as. And so we're looking a little bit deeper into it and learning something about it now one of the questions that was asked just before we went on the break is are there any long-term consequences according to livingwithlimerence.com whether you are glossing over irritants or kidding yourself about what you are really attracted to can have profound effects on how a limerent relationship plays out. It's important to become aware of why you are minimizing the limerent object's faults and flaws. 
Are you doing it to maintain a falsely optimistic opinion of them? Or are you doing it to shroud hidden urges in yourself? If the issue is one of an over-enthusiastic public relations program, then eventually you'll start to admit that the limerent object isn't all that attractive after all. Once the limerent fog um, fades or breaks, you'll become irritated by their eccentricities and disagreeable habits and find your patience tested. Limerents in that position then have to make some decision about whether they want to compromise or negotiate and do the usual weighing of costs and benefits to whether the relationship on balance is worth preserving. In contrast, if you, actually, if you are att- actually attracted to people who you think you shouldn't be attracted to, then the problem becomes a little bit more serious. Even once the limerence fog fades, you will still, st- still be attracted to those flaws. So you may intellectually know that you are better off without them, but your glimmery subconscious still responds to their dark cues. Instead of trying to live with their annoying habits, you end up in a state of weird dissonance where you are subconsciously snared, but trying to break away from the connection. You are trying to argue yourself into leaving someone unhealthy that tantalizes you. Rather than arguing yourself into sticking with someone you can finally see clearly. Crazy, right? Yeah. Again, um, some describe it as love. Now, (laughs) could it really be love? Or is that some obsessive connection? How is it that one gets into the situation of limerence where one becomes an LO or where another becomes an LO, a limerent object? Where, 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 was, uh, what causes it? For some people, limerence hints like it, it, it hits like a, a, a bolt of lightning. For others, it's a slow burn. It just gradually creeps into it. But what is it that gets it going? What conditions make us so vulnerable? There are three key factors that seem required for attraction to turn into obsession. And it is clear that many people are prone to experiencing limerence. It's not as rare as the sound or hearing the word. Those same people that um, are prone to experiencing limerence often assume that all people experience it. And it seems, on the face of it, uh, a sensible conclusion. Popular culture is saturated with representations of limerence and its effects. But the actual cause of limerence, that, well, that's less clear. And... It is one of those things that is rarely examined. 
misty-eyed romantics, of course, would say it's ineffable. Love. It's a mystery. <laughs> but mm, not quite. Not entirely. Dorothy Tenov covered many of the commonalities between Limerent's experiences when she first defined the concept and focused repeatedly on the issue of how limerence is initiated, how it is deepened, and how it is sustained. There seems to be a regular pattern. Many other anecdotal reports substantiate this, and it's worth in, in, in investigating. So you can prepare yourself for the next time it happens. So... There are three major factors that you want to be aware of. First, the glimmer. Most limerents are able to become limerent for more than one limerent object in their life. But clearly not for everyone they meet who is a potential sex partner. There is something about particular individuals that chimes with a given person. And often, it is recognized at a subconscious level very soon after meeting a potential LO. Now, there are some people that over time, being aware of this phenomena, can spot the glimmer. The immense sense that something about this person is potent. Hey Joy, how you doing? It could be the individual's appearance, their mannerisms, their scent, their laugh. Some trait access. Um, it accesses the, the, the networks of connections in the brain that triggers a limerent interest. How those connections are established and what they link to is quite fascinating. But the key issue is that some, largely subconscious, some selection criteria are met and the person is filed as a potential limerent object. So, you could probably say the glimmer is the same as the same elusive spark that people complain is missing from a disappointing date. But without the ability to actually articulate what it is that was missing. Um, I, I don't know how you managed to catch just these, Joy. <laughs> It must be something pulling you to these topics. Now, at this point, when there's a glimmer, things can go either way as to whether or not the limerence progresses. The second thing that happens is the response. If the potential limerence object is not interested radiates their lack of interest or if on 
better acquaintance turns out to be highly unsuitable in some way. The potential is never realized and the glimmer, it dims or it fades and dies away. Dwindles to baseline. Now, if the opposite happens, the limerent senses reciprocation and then matters progress. If the limerent object shows overt signs of attraction, flirtation, indicators of arousal, more than average interest in the company and opinions of the limerent, then an amplification occurs. Few things increase someone's attractiveness more than the realization that they might fancy you. That it is reciprocated. Now, the potential limerent object is a nascent limerent object. <laughs> that, that, that is what it must be, Joy. The limerent will desire the company more often. Discomfort and nerves start to creep into interactions with them and awareness of one's own appearance and potential appeal becomes heightened. Now at this point, things still are not settled. If the limerent object is available and interested and both parties make clear their attraction, then a love affair can potentially begin. And this may be ecstatic, but the full heights or depths of limerence still may not be reached. To really cement the infatuation, limerence seem to need the third thing. They seem to need uncertainty. So, it plays out kind of like, they want me. I know they want me. Don't they want me? But they have a significant other. I know they do. Why are they acting like this? Am I imagining it? In fact, didn't they say that loads of people flirt with them and there must be something about them that attracts the worst sort of attention? Jeez, that's embarrassing. They were probably warning me off by talking about flirting and how attractive they are. I'd better go over that last interaction again in obsessive detail until I've really settled this. In fact... If I had only said that then, they would have probably said this. And then, I would know. So, that situation plays out kind of like that. <laughs> it's a final stage for a full-blown limerence reaction. And it, it is the uncertainty. If for some reason... There are obstacles to the free expression of mutual feeling. It acts as fuel. Either consumption or direct rejection can lead to the down-regulation of limerent feelings. But uncertainty, 
that seems to inflame them. Again, why would this or why should this be the case? And that in and of itself is quite fascinating. <laughs> you know, but it's probably a volatile combination of unattainable things being more desirable, unpredictable rewards being more potent than predictable rewards, and the confusion of mixed signals leading to overanalysis and the slippery slide into remu- re- rumination. That right there is where you end up in that gray area. I don't know how many shades of it you're going to experience getting there. But those three elements are what take you there, especially the uncertainty. Um, <laughs> so you're having issues, you're, you're having this issue, this particular issue. Is it that you are the limerent object or you're experiencing the limerence? Because, you know, when, when, when you say you're having this issue and it, it, it is what pulled you to the broadcast, you know, <laughs> if you can't have what you want, it's that much more. Okay. Can't. Is it that you cannot have it or you should not have it? Because I am thinking both could kind of lead you down that same rabbit hole. Now, are you experiencing that? Please make this torture stop. Oh no, hang on. I think I need it inherent. Are, are are you experiencing these all rolled into one? That limerent episode. The trifecta for obsession. The ingredients of the person addiction cocktail. Again, the three factors. With uncertainty being the the main ingredient you have the glimmer you have the response and you have the uncertainty and again having the rejection or the acceptance you know that that kind of seals the deal you know it it, it uh, that's not that's not so bad having the reciprocation but when it's all uncertain That is where it gets crazy. So you cannot have it, and you most definitely should not have it. <laughs> but you want it. That's it, right? You, you want it. So you are going to have to stick around for the next part because we're going to see if we can figure out how to get rid of this feeling. Is there a way to do it? What are the steps? Can we navigate 
through this minefield of obsession. Because that's kind of what it is. You know, it's not being reciprocated, but you can't shake the feeling and you just continue pouring out this are living with this connection to this individual that you can't quite sever. It's pretty much the rabbit hole of obsession. So, how do we get rid of this limerence? <laughs> You're experiencing the I really shouldn't be here, but I can't go away and did i just experience that <laughs> ah i want it more than anything i've ever wanted in my life yeah that feeling and there are some people that are listening that are going boy you know just like you they're saying i'm having this experience right now with this person and I can't quite shake it. I can't get through this. I can't get over it. I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't. And I shouldn't. As in some cases. Some cases, you, you, it's all that you want and you're very well in the position to have it. But it's not reciprocated. And you think it's just not reciprocated yet. And you want to hold on and hold out until that yet becomes now. And it is. But what if it isn't? You don't have the strength to walk away. And you panic when you think about it. Why don't you have the strength to walk away though? What is holding you there? If there's all this uncertainty... Could possibly walking away make it certain? It should make it certain one way or another. Because if you walk away and it's reciprocated, then here they come behind you. And if you walk away and it isn't, then you walk away. So we'll see how we work through limerence and try to shake it when we come back from the break. It's a night shift to DJ Kevin Stew. Real talk night. And we're looking at the subject of limerence. If you've never heard about it before, you're hearing about it now. And there's a little bit more to learn. We'll be back after these messages. Matthew 28:19 says, Go ye therefore and teach all nations. With this in mind, and encouragement received during a South Florida media conference, The Church Links was birthed. The Church Links is an interdenominational worship service portal for churches, providing the tools to spread the word through technology in a cost-effective way. The Church Links, www.dahchurchlinx.com your links to worship and praise. Today in school, I learned a lot. In chemistry, I learned that no one likes me. In English, I learned that I'm disgusting. And in physics, 
I learned that I'm a loser. Today in school, I learned that I'm ugly and useless. And in gym, I learned that I'm pathetic and a joke. In history, I learned that I'm trapped. Today in school, I learned that I have no friends. In English, I learned that I make people sick. And at lunch, I learned that I sit on my own because I smell. In chemistry, I learned that no one. In biology, I learned that I'm fat and stupid. And in math, I learned that I'm trash. The only thing I didn't learn in school today. The only thing I didn't learn today. The only thing I didn't learn is why no one ever helps. Kids witness bullying every day. They want to help, but they don't know how. Teach them how to stop bullying and be more than a bystander at stopbullying.gov. A message from the Ad Council. When being in the moment is priceless, consider the ability to share that moment. If you can video it, you can broadcast it. And Pulse eMedia Group has the tools you need. Weddings, birthdays, funerals, graduations, church services, parties, seminars, you name it. Pulse eMedia Group can provide you with a secure medium controlled by you to broadcast your event. Contact us at www.pulseemediagroup.com for more information. Pulse Media Group, when being in the moment is priceless. Making great music is one thing, sharing it with the world, that's another. Let the professionals at Reggae Global Entertainment help you to another level. Specializing in artist management, booking, public relations and marketing, and promotion. Reggae Global Entertainment can help you with event planning, websites, photography, and video production, press releases, legal services, and graphic design. They can even help you with music production so you can get the sound that you want every time. Call Reggae Global Entertainment at 954-804-8199. That's 804-8199. Or visit them online at reggaeglobalentertainment.com. Yes, yes, yes. Sakara Mantino, I'm making say right now. You are locked in to DJ Kevin Stew on the night shift. Sound of Audley Rollin. Yeah, man, I got so caught up in this song. It's called Never Knew Love Till You. You can catch Audley Rollin on Reggae Global Radio every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. Eastern. For this and much, much more. Love is kind. I want to welcome you back to the broadcast. Yeah, because I love this song too. I want to say thank you to my segment sponsor, Reggae Global Entertainment. Reggae Global provides uh, booking services, they can handle your tour management, take care of your copywriting, publishing, trademarking, business registration, legal service referrals, music production, marketing and promotion, and so much more. Give them a call, 954-804-8199. That's 954-804-8199. 
or check them out on reggaeglobalentertainment.com you love me. tell them you heard about them on the night shift with DJ Kevin Stew not for what I have or for what I could give no. if you have a story that you want to share it's a blessing to have found you if you know of a situation and you can share, Lord, I you don't even have to call names. 773 789 Stu. That's 773 789 As we talk about So we looked at what limerence is. We looked at the psychology that goes behind it. The whole idealization. We look at we looked at, at, at how it begins. So naturally things that have a beginning tend to also have an end. So you kinda have to ask the question How does this end and (laughs) or better yet how do you put an end to it limerence is one of those things that it's not that easy to get rid of but there are some tactics that can turn down the volume on the emotional overwhelm and they can help you to take back control of your life I'm going to give you four of what are considered the best tactics. Now, (laughs) oh, okay. Now, for all its promise of ecstasy, limerence can be an oppressive and disruptive force in our lives. Most often it is when limerence develops for somebody inappropriate. When one or both of you are already committed, when your romantic feelings are unrequited, or when you become limerent for a toxic limerent object, one that is bad for you. Most people who have experienced limerence have at some stage wanted to turn it off. So, can you just turn it off? Short answer is no. You can't. But given the impossibility of turning off limerence, the next best thing to do is to develop tactics for hastening its natural demise. What are those options? One of the things um, when it comes to just not being the able to to give in to the situation is I'm not saying that, that that anybody committed should go and do this but if you are committed and you find yourself in a situation like this because being committed doesn't mean that you're 
eyes stop working so you can't see someone that you're attracted to. It doesn't mean that your emotions stop working so there's someone else that you could develop feelings for. Clearly, if you're in a limerent situation, that happens. Now, if you are evolved enough in your relationship where you can talk with your partner, you do so. Because having committed your life to them, you know, they, these are the people that most people consider their best friends. Well, if you have a best friend outside of your partner, go reason with them. <laughs> but um, that's just DJ Kevin Stew's opinion, not Dr. Kevin Stew's opinion. So, and the opinions expressed by DJ Kevin Stew is not necessarily opinions of the night shift with DJ Kevin Stew. <laughs> And it doesn't have to be, they don't have to be yours either. Um, so you think you're addicted to honesty and, and you crave it. How do you know when you're always getting it? Pum, pum, pum. Are you telling yourself that you're getting it? And as a result, being drawn to that? Or are you doing fact checks to make sure and then getting drawn to that. How is that working out for you? Um, so what are the best options to shake limerence? First, no contact. What? You're, you're telling me to do what? Not contact the object of my desire. Are you crazy? The best and tried and tested strategy that merely requires superhuman discipline. <laughs> uh, because that, that, that's exactly what it will require. Superhuman discipline. No contact with the limerent object. This will inevitably, surely lead to a fading of the limerence. If nothing else, it does give enough distance for objectivity to reassert oneself and to allow you to recall the limerent object's obvious uns unsuitability and negative qualities. Now, if they're quite suitable and have positive qualities, then you're in trouble. Of course, if, like I was saying, the limerent object is admirable, then it's, it's going to be tough. Um, no contact is a very sensible strategy. Starve the source of limerent reinforcement. View the limerent object as a danger to your well-being and cut all ties. Avoid their company wherever possible. Absolutely no social media contact. Get into the habit of always choosing the option that diminishes the chance of accidental contact. Absolutely under no circumstances. Absolutely, positively none. Allow your limerent brain to persuade you that you have got your feelings under control and you can be friends with limerent objects now. Yes, friends. No harm in that. Just friends. Friends who like to play chicken with the crippling 
in, intrusive thoughts that add so much spice to their life. Um, sometimes no contact is not possible for very practical reasons. And what do you do then? Because <laughs> um, yeah, I see your dilemma. I, I see your dilemma because six years is not a, a short period of time. And if this person is your best friend, then you and you have developed limerick. If it's your best friend, here is here's my opinion again. This is not coming from livingwithlimerence.com. This is not from some doctor out there. This is DJ Kevin Stew's opinion. If this person is your best friend, and this is the, these are the feelings that you have for them, then I do not believe it's limerence. I believe that it is actual love that you're experiencing for this person. Albeit love that you, you may not be able to act on or live through or live in but it's love in its truest form this person cl well clearly you y'all haven't had anything between you that can cement any such relationship hence you relating to it being limerence but if this person is your best friend of six years, how is it that is going to be a limerence? How is it going to be obsessing? Well, you know what? It could be because the obsessing comes from the uncertainty, which there has not been any certainty of a reciprocation of feelings. And as a result, boom, you're there. I guess that's the little key, that key part that was missing, the component that was being overlooked. That's rough. That's that's really rough. So when no contact is not possible, then you're going to have to try some psychological deprogramming. That's the second one on the list. The goal is using this to reverse the mental training that you've diligently carried out but that makes the limerent object seem to be the most desirable and rewarding thing in existence. By the time you're fully limerent, you'll have a wide, wildly distorted view of the limerent object. In fact, objectified them and made them into an impossibly desirable paragon. You need to undo that programming if you're going to recover. One useful tactic is to trick your brain into devaluing the limerent object. It's not, a it's not a noble strategy, but it can be effective. When in the company of your limerent object, instead of reflecting on how lovely it is the way their chin has an adorable chubby crease as it merges with their oh-so-kissable neck, Find a flaw. Fixate on it. Your luck is in if they have some flaw you can just specifically and directly identify and, and, and focus on. 
the basic goal, and you don't find this flaw cute. If you find this flaw cute, it is not a flaw to you. So don't focus on that. The basic goal is to counter your traitor brain's attempt to idealize this limerent object by feeding it negative data. Appearance may not be the best approach, and as you know, it's still their body and hugely desirable by definition. More potent can be the memory of a past shame. So you could try that. An inevitable aspect of limerence is some encounter with the limerent object. Perhaps where your flirting was a bit clumsy or the limerent object was in a bad mood. When you were hoping for a bit of sparkle but instead got a horrible stomach lurching rejection. Or at least obvious failure to reciprocate. They're saying, hold on to that feeling. Go back to that moment. Relive it, relive it, relive it. If you do shame well, use this. Next time you are chatting with your limerent object and feeling all happy and chilled, remember the shame. Remember that feeling of being foolish and ridiculous and rejected and wallow in it. Just dwell in it. Let it seep into your soul while the limerent object is telling you all about the problems they're having with their significant other. Or even just that you're cool. Hold on to that negative thing. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I do know the story. And it's hard for you to say you don't, he doesn't feel the same way you do. It's hard. <laughs> um, that loving all this person's perfect imperfections puts you in a very bad place. And when I say bad, I, I'm not saying that, you know, it's a horrible thing. It's you should just go um, do something foolish. Um, no, I'm not saying bad that way, but it's just a very sticky situation. You know, there, there you can't find a an easy way out, a simple solution, because there's no simple fix to something like this. And, yeah, the the pain of cutting, so, in the comments, um, she says, I, I, I don't want to cut the connection because I think it will hurt me. If there's one thing that is guaranteed, it is at the end of any relationship, there is pain. With the changing of any relationship, there is an emotion. Usually, it's one way or another. It's either joy, no pun intended, or pain. And it's, it's 
you almost want to predetermine how it's going to go. But you shouldn't. You know, it's the thinking ahead of where you actually are and missing out being in the moment, being present. So it's a real gray area. And as you move about in it, you experience the shades of that gray. And this being something very new to me, I'm just learning about this. Um, and it's from this side of it, outside of experiencing it. From this side, I'm just learning about it. And I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to have to pencil out and draw diagrams and figure out how to navigate something like that for me before I can even suggest to you how you could possibly do it. And then the dynamics of your relationship too, that compounds the issue. Yeah, you have that mourning period. But when you're mourning the loss and the individual is still there, how do you mourn the loss? Because the loss is, is very much present. Um, remember the feeling of being feeling foolish or being foolish and ridiculous and rejected wallow in it let it seep in make the shame taint every good experience no mercy now that can be very effective conditioning at reversing the false belief that the limerent object is uh, the wellspring of all things good, all great feelings. But there's a third and a fourth, the third being transference. Assuming avoidance and aversion have not worked, your next hope is transference. You need a new limerent object, one who is suitable or at least less toxic. If you have a significant other, try and reconnect with them. If you have not lost a connection with them, then that's a whole different problem. Or you have just realized that you're polyamorous. <laughs> one of the two. Suggest new adventures with your significant other. Get out of the ordinary routine. If you are keeping the limerence from them, this might be a this might be pretty difficult to explain, but give it a try. If you don't have a significant other, then you can pick one randomly. The world is your oyster. <laughs> That limerence is a huge pent-up mass of romantic power. Unleash it on a worthy recipient. Now, if your LO is that worthy recipient, again, you're back to square one. Look around for someone else who gives you that glimmer. Seek their company. A possible byproduct of this is that the limerent, limerent object may notice and then get jealous and finally see your value and then 
you are a monster. <laughs> it, it could happen. Your last option is disclosure. Telling your limerent object straight out. Now, this will work based on the assumption that your limerent object is not a manipulative piece of work. Disclose to them how strong your feelings are, that you don't want to just be friends with them, that you want a romantic relationship, that you hope that they feel the same way too. Really make it impossible for them to feign misunderstanding or confusion. If they laugh and change the subject, change it right back. Stay on topic. This might seem catastrophic. You will ruin a beautiful friendship, but be honest with yourself. After you've been honest with yourself, be honest with them. If they feel the same way about you, then you have got your heart's desire. If they don't, then the uncertainty that this is the essence of limerence, this will end. They will probably now avoid your company, which... As in your case, as you were sharing the story, Joy, that is not what you want. But they'll probably now avoid your company, helpfully uh, precipitating that the no-contact strategy. You will now know that you can never pretend that you are just enjoying their company as a friend, and maybe one day their feelings will deepen, and all that that went along with that because that's out the window it might hurt like nothing you felt before at that point in time but it's a good strategy for living an authentic life to directly tell people that you care about how you actually feel like you said you know being honest is something that is just amazing to you and just all that you want there are occasions where disclosure is not appropriate. If they or you have a significant other and you do not want those relationships to end. Now, just note, if you do want those relationships to end, then you should end them before you disclose. But if you, you know, if you don't want them to end, then... <laughs> you might want to navigate carefully. If they are vulnerable and there is a power imbalance of some sort, you might work with them or work for them. They're a supervisor, you're a subordinate, that kind of a thing. Um, and if you do disclose and the limerent object evades the issue, they make light of it or they give you a vague or non-committal response, you are probably limerent for someone who is going to make your life a misery of indecision and insecurity. You are better off without them. Go back to the first strategy and repeat that until you win. You remember what the first strategy was? So you've told him you gave him an out. He didn't take it. 
First strategy is no contact. <sighs> All right. So here's here's the thing about giving an out, Joy. You're giving an out and not taking an out. And yeah, you and I have have talked about this a little bit. And going off this bit of information just just using this not not how i feel about it because you know with me things are different <laughs> but going off of this and giving an out yeah um giving an an out is not really giving a whole lot because depending on the situation that an individual might be in, the, giving that out may not be something that they can actually take and still have that connection with you because of the underlying situation of the connection. The main reason why you are interacting in the first place. You can't just up and change that dynamic so giving an out is not really giving an out if both parties are still there and in your case you're both still there so that out is kind of a virtual out and not an out out um <laughs> those of you who are not in the stew pot you are missing out on um, bits and pieces of the story and which is a reason for you to be in the stew pot because I can't be telling you everything some of it you need to experience yourself right Marlon listen nobody said life was just going to be this smooth sailing going through and relationships would be easy come and easy go kind of a deal yes relationships and life are both beds of roses understand that roses come with thorns Yeah, 22, Joy. Ouch. Kicking off musical therapy as we wind down this night shift week and this real talk night. This is Balaguero. The track is called Eris. Yeah, you. If you're saying it the right way, it's Eres. Yeah, 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 yeah. Eres. 
It's only sunshine at your back. Good night, Joy. Chilling where the field's at. Hey, listen, we're gonna talk, alright? Enjoy the dream shack. We'll get ready for that meeting. Wild them the way you know how to. It's gonna be a bright day. It's all I around here. Oh yeah. This is where I wrap things up here on my side too. This is the sound of Kathy Matete. It's called Teacup. Wanna say thank you to McNeil Trucking for sponsoring the musical therapy segment. With McNeil Trucking, you're in good hands. Give them a call 954-406-9740 for all your removal needs. Thank you, McNeil Trucking. As I get out of here, remember, you're encouraged to look out for members of your community. And your community is not just the development that you live in, but it spreads far and wide. So those that you pass on the bus, on the plane, on the boat, or the train, whether you walk, ride, or drive, these are members of your community. Do something good for one of them today, because you never know who's going to do something good for you tomorrow. My name is DJ Kevin Studio, so I like to do it to you, for you, and with you every Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, 10 p.m. Eastern, on the night shift with DJ Kevin Stew. Encouraging you through it all to be good. If you can't be good, be good at it. Catch you all again on Monday for another edition of the Night of the DJ Kevin Stew. Catch you on Saturday for the Saturday Stew. And we get to say, Ayo. Good morning, good afternoon, good day to you wherever you are in the world from right here in South Florida. I bid you all a good night. Y'all take care now, okay? Close your eyes, enjoy the dream shack. Greetings and salutations, one and all. You're invited to tune in to the night shift with DJ Kevin Stew. It airs on Mondays with Community and Finance, Tuesdays with Healthy Love, and Wednesdays with Real Talk from 10 p.m. to midnight Eastern Time. Come spend some time interacting in the stew pot where we keep things bubbling and wind down in musical therapy. The night shift with DJ Kevin Stew is on kevinstew.com where you're encouraged to have acceptance through enlightenment.